This is the Championship Clubs Podcast, the show that shines a light on English rugby's second flight. Join us every fortnight and check us out on the socials at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Championship Clubs Podcast. I'm Ross Hancock, and while we still have no gully for the time being, we do have a now pod regular stepping in again. So welcome back to Amdil Skipper, Charlie Beckett. Charlie, how are you, mate? Hi, Ross. Uh, great to be back, mate. Thanks for having me. Uh, Gully's not here because he's too busy growing that wonderful moustache that we're seeing from November, but it's nice to see you also growing one, mate. It's a nice ginger top lip you've got there. He is, mate. He is. He's probably cheated a little bit like mine as well, as you can see, but I think you probably grow a decent one yourself, mate, if you'd if you partake. Uh, I used to partake, and then I basically got told on no uncertain terms by my better half that it, she didn't care how good a reason it was for. It did not suit me. That would be the end of our relationship. So I I now show my support by donating money to Movember rather than growing I look like I look like a half-peeled Scotch egg if I just have a moustache, mate. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm more in the territory of more like a, a hard-boiled bollock, as they used to say on shooting stars with Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer. But we digress. Lots to get through in the show today. Um, we'll give a bit of a half-term report on the opening of the uh, championship season and look back on the first round and ahead to the rest of the new championship cup campaign. Um, but just before we do, we'll start somewhere different than, than we have done in previous pods. We'll, we'll look at the latest player of the month award. Um, obviously, we're recording a, a week later than we planned to, but Jonah Holmes was announced last week as October's player of the month from Ealing uh, in the championship. I suppose the question to you, Charlie, as a, as a player in the league is, is how good has he been and how much of an endorsement, I suppose, is it for the league to have a current Welsh international in it and, and doing as well as he is? Mate, he's been sensational, but I don't think that surprised anyone, is it? You look at Jonah's track record, you look at the calibre of player he is. As you say, in the last two years, he's played for Wales internationally. I don't think he shocked anyone with how he's done, but I, I would say that is the main thing, is what an endorsement for the league it is. That I know rugby's in a strange moment right now, but that current international feels the best best thing for his career is to come and play for a top-end championship club with huge ambition going forward. Ealing have made no secret of that. And I think with this restructure of English rugby, they will come out in a good place and they should. They, they tick all the boxes they need to on the financial side from what you hear. So I think it's a huge, huge endorsement for the league and for Ealing Rugby Club, Ealing Trail Finders, that Jonah wants to play there. And yeah, he's, he's scoring tries for fun, isn't he? But again, not sure that surprised anyone because he's done it at the very top of the game for a number of years now. We're going to try and avoid the start of the show being a bit of a, an Ealing loving. I just feel myself a little bit, maybe not giving them a lot of airtime on the on the pod this season so far. And I think that's, to be honest, I think that's probably testament to them and a compliment as well, that we don't need to speak to them because of how strong they are and how, how well we expect them to do. But yeah, it's almost been a bit of a foregone conclusion, but they, they do deserve a lot of credit. They've started this season emphatically, their maximum points... Uh, we're going to start with the Championship Cup on 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 this week's show, and they're back to back holders in that, of course, as well. They've started strongly again. They uh, they thumped Hartbury sixty four ten on Sunday. Yeah, mate, it, it it doesn't get spoken about because it is the least surprising news of the weekend that Ealing have got a five point win. Uh, to to be honest, like when they came to our place, I was unfortunately ruled out of a concussion because I love playing against Ealing. You want to test yourself against the best, and they are the measuring stick in this league. Um, we were in it till I think at sixty minutes it was twelve all, and then. You, you you make one error and they score and they score fast. Tommy Paul Turner says it a lot at our place. Ealing score fast and they do. They score, they score, and then before you know it, you're 12, 14 points down. It's a it's a mountain to climb. So we don't talk about it because it's not news. Ealing getting five points at the weekend isn't news. I'm fascinated to see how they and Jersey take their game in the Championship Cup next weekend because that's the game everyone wants to see in the league. 
and our first taster of it is going to be in the cup. And I know from being a Jersey player for two season, seasons, there is precisely zero love lost between the two clubs and between the two DORs. There is a rivalry there. So I think that would be a fascinating game and how both sides approach that. I think we'll see both sides put out what they feel is their strongest team because I think that will have a huge knock-on psychological effect when they face in the league because it's looking like a two-horse race this year between those two. Mate, yeah, it's interesting you should say that, actually. I mean, like any good podcast guest, you've uh, you've taken taken my question that I was going to ask you, Ness, a, a lovely little segue there from you. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to ask you really what you thought the long-term approach to the Cup would be for those kind of sides. And it is interesting because we are only, you know, a, a game in again and, and early in the championship season as well. But, you know, once you start, if you've picked up two wins from two and you are 10 points from 10, then then you do start sort of looking ahead at your fixtures, looking ahead at potentially making those semi-finals. And we speak about Elin and Jersey and, and they've, you know, they've started well. I think Jersey won 38-12, but Nottingham have had a good start to the season and they were pretty loaded up at the weekend. So they've started well as well. And there's that big clash next week. But it's not just them, is it? You know, you look at the rest of this competition, you've got the strong sides at the top of the league and how their season's going to look. What about sides like London Scottish? What about sides like Coldy? We're going to come on and speak to them with their results uh, the weekend. Obviously, a, a sore spot for you, no doubt. But you look at London Scottish, we said that it might take a couple of weeks for them to click. And they seem to have used the cup to not make wholesale changes, but they've, they've, they've looked a bit like they've got that cohesion and they, and they recorded that first win against Bedford on, on Friday night. Yeah, it's a strange competition, isn't it, in some sense of, and you see it in football with the League Cup. It's not the most prestigious trophy in the land, but it's a chance for DORs to rotate their squads and rest players and some fringe players get a chance to go and impress for 80 minutes. So it, it is advantageous to the bigger squads in that sense, the sides that have more money can have more players. But on the flip side, you take a London Scottish, for example, who've had zero momentum, zero luck, you go and put a little bit of a different team out against a Bedford team who may be changing. You get a result that no one expected, I think, on Friday night, it's safe to say. Suddenly, that can kickstart your season. And momentum is a very funny thing. and you, It's not a tangible thing you can measure. Momentum is momentum. When it's, when it's with you, my God, it's with you. When it's against you, you feel like there's nothing you can do. So it's very interesting to see how the next two weeks will be approached. Like Richmond, for example, who we're playing, it was a completely different Richmond side that uh, played your boys, the Pirates, at the weekend. That was not a side you were prepared to face, I'm sure. I think we saw that reflected in the score. I fully expect a different Richmond side to come to us this weekend. So it makes it tough to prepare for sometimes the Cup. Each team has their own strategy with it. But I do think coming out of it, you don't want to be coming off the back of a number of losses because even though it's a different competition, it's still week to week and it's the same teams you're playing. Losing to, if you lose three out of three in the Cup, that can be quite damaging to your um, momentum going forward. So every team deals with it differently, but I do think you want to come out at the end of it with some sort of momentum and some sort of win that you can take to be like, okay, now into December, which is, I know for Amstel, especially it's a huge month for us. You look at it, it's a busy month. There's lots going on. There's massive games against sides who are in around us in the, in the table. You want to take some momentum into that month. Yeah, absolutely. You, you touched on, on our game there against Richmond. Look, we were expecting a tougher test up there. Uh, we played them on opening night in the championship and, and they got a bonus point. They, they finished within seven. They were pretty competitive. We were below par that night. But, you know, we've been a bit clunky to start this season. We haven't, we, you know, we, we can't afford to make wholesale changes, both in terms of, you know, how, how the structure of the team looks, but in terms of trying to build that confidence. And, you know, we at the end of the day, we still managed... To, to score 60 points on the road and get a win. We were happy with that. And the, some of the combinations are starting to work. And, you know, eat, uh, Richmond, sorry, they're well within their rights to make those. I think it was 
it was pretty wholesale in the end and, and, and it was fairly one-sided game. But just moving away from that, your game, it looked like two sort of stronger sides. You could put probably on paper would have looked like a, a championship fixture. And, and Coldio, I know you do have a, a fondness for, apart from this one or it'd be four games for you this season, um, when that won't be the case. But yeah, they just, just edged you out at Battenfield where we, where we head to this week. Yeah, obviously we head up to Coldy at the weekend. I think they rotated. We played them two weeks before. I think they rotated their bench from that game into their starting 15, so rotation of 23. I think we made four or five changes, but far from wholesale from either of us, like uh, like Richmond against you boys at the weekend that we just discussed. Um, and it was a it was a oh, it was a game for the purists, Ross. It was dominated by some hideous weather. And then um they they probably just handled it a little bit better than us. A few one of those days where bounce the ball matters hugely and maybe they got the bounce of the ball a few times, but we made some really poor errors that we, we've got to stop making. That if we, we keep making the same errors we're making, we will keep getting the same results we're getting. So, um, yeah, it, it was a tough loss to take on the chin, um, especially I'd, I had all my family there, which was about 30 Beckett's there. Uh, so that, that was always fun. They always want to chat after, and I'm not always in the best mood after a, after a loss. But it was great to have them there. Great to be playing championship rugby up in the northwest of England. Uh, as you say on this podcast, that's home for me. I've discussed this uh, this on the on the podcast numerous times, but great to have that up there. Just everything about the day was brilliant, apart from the result on my side. Mate, we are going to try and do our best to schedule in a Championship Clubs podcast after an Ampdale win, because if you're as honest as that <laughs> after a defeat, because you are... We we can't wait to hear from you when when you've had a good weekend, mate. It's gonna be it's gonna make a great show. It's gonna make a great show. Just finishing off on round one on on the championship cup there. Uh, Doncaster recording a twenty two seven win at home to Coventry. Not to be disrespectful to either of the sides they picked. I think they, they, those two sides um, did choose to to rotate quite heavily, but they both got the squads to do it. They both started the the league campaign quite well. So uh, they finish with a yeah twenty two seven to Doncaster to round up uh, round one. We won't look ahead too far to the cup we've we've spoken about what we think some of the top sides in the championship some of the the lower sides in the championship what their priorities might be it's a difficult one for you mate but who who are your favorites so far i'm asking you to stick your neck on the block here a little bit for the for the cup well you can't look past ealing ever and you can't look past jersey they're setting the pace um i think we've got an incredibly competitive group so it's us coldy richmond and uh, yourselves and pirates i think whoever comes through our group I think will do will do well. I think they'll be a tough team to face. Um, you can't really look past Ealing and Jersey, and then I'd say here's 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 my on the on the chopping block. Whoever comes out of our group, I think only one will. I don't think anyone will get enough points to be a best loser in our group. Will make the final of the Champ Cup. Whoever comes out of our group, headlines headlines from Beckett. You heard it here first. Well, you got to give something, haven't you? I can't just sit here and say Ealing and Jersey and do that. The top two got to have something. From, from two blokes that represent two of the two of those clubs in that pool, but yeah, great. We'll, we'll take that. No one can accuse the Championship Clubs podcast of being biased, can they? Not at all, mate. Sat in our Amsterdam Pirate stash, both of us, with a with a silent presence from Bedford who who can't actually put, give any input as we speak. But we uh, we spoke about giving a bit of a, uh, a half term report. I suppose it's more of a, a third a third of a, a report, I guess, with the with the league table. And we're seven rounds in, and we talk about. Take things taking shape and and patterns emerging. You know that that title battle is gonna it is it's gonna be a two horse race, isn't it? There's no getting away from that. And and we've got a we've got a sort of an intro to what could be a, a really gripping rivalry of two championship games in the in the cup next week. Yeah, mate. It's I can't see at the top. I can't see anyone making up the ground on um 
jersey kneeling mainly because I can't see them losing games, mate. I just can't see them apart from playing each other. And obviously when they play Amptill, got to say that, I don't see them dropping enough points. They're already, Jersey already eight points ahead of Coventry. I don't see two losses that bring Cov back into the mix. And I think the rest of the league genuinely, from third down to 11th and 12th, I genuinely think everyone beats everyone. I think it's such a mad and competitive league like that. And especially as the weather comes in now, which is a big factor in Northern Hemisphere rugby. We're getting the bad weather now. It changes the game, and I think we will see a very tight, probably third to tenth, maybe even eleventh. I think I do think Scottish, unless I'm proven wrong after their big win on Friday night, I think they will still struggle in the league. To be honest, just from what I've seen of them, I think they're quite the young side, and there's lots of changing going on there. But I think third to eleventh, genuinely, everyone's beating everyone. I think you'll see a lot of change there. Yeah, I completely agree. It's 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 very difficult. I mean, you you look at you look at fixtures on paper when you when you look ahead to the next weekend's games and you always look for for Ealing and Jersey where they're going to be but some of the other games you know you could you could you could call any of the rest of those games in the whole league a, a tough away fixture and you know you'd expect the home teams to do okay but all of those sides are, are capable of, of picking up wins and you look at some of the improvements so I think we spoke about it Gully and I when we did a, the preview show for the season the three sides for me that have improved the most that you know occupying the, the third, fourth and fifth spots just outside the top two of Coventry, Bedford and Nottingham. And they've all, you know, they've all uh, had difficult seasons last year, probably some more so than others. Nottingham especially have, have certainly risen risen through a famous old club there, but they're going, they're going really well. Bedford are going well. Coventry, I think it's going to be a really tough place to visit, Butts Park. And, and it wouldn't be surprised if, if, if we do see Ealing and Jersey slip up, it could be away in the league at one of those three sides. Yeah, definitely. Nottingham have been the surprise package for me this year. But you look at their recruitment, you look at their squad, and they've actually recruited a very, very good squad. I was laughing the day, outside of 10, their whole backline was the Les Tigers Academy I came through. It's all boys I played with there. And they've recruited really strongly, Nottingham. So they, they've been the surprise package for me. I think um, Coventry, as you say, Butts Park's a hard place to go. We obviously went there rushed off to a 19-0 lead and then managed to blow it. And I don't think you do that in many places, but Butts Park's one of them with the big crowd getting on your back. It's a tough place when momentum swings. And Bedford, I've said it many times here on the podcast, the best value for money to go and watch a game of rugby is go and watch Bedford Blues. But you can't say it's fluke, you can't say it's luck, because they do it week on week. They have a style of play that is effective and scores them points. You'll see a lot of points at Bedford, but they normally come out on the right side of it. And I am hugely excited for we play Bedford at Bedford on Boxing Day. Now, that's a crowd I can't wait to play in front of because that'll just be an absolutely bouncing Goldenson Road. Obviously, local if anyone doesn't know, Amsterdam Bedford are about 20 minutes away from each other. I think that's going to be, yeah, I'm already very excited for that one. That is worth no drinking on Christmas Day for me. <laughs> We're certainly looking forward to that one, mate, especially uh, this, there's usually some good to and fro on the socials from both sides during the, the live updates that for those that shall not be named but we're looking forward to uh, yeah we're looking forward to a pretty vicious battle and a big crowd and who knows a, an upset again I know you guys went well there last season it'd be an upset if Bedford beat us there <laughs> I, I was sorry I was just reading the script from uh, from uh, Ryan, Ryan and Gareth of Bedford that had uh, prepped the pod for today so yeah sorry my, my mistake I shall uh, go back to my own notes there um, if we look in Sixth and seventh, you got two of last season's title contenders there. You got Do- ourselves, Cornish Pirates. You got Donny as well. Um, probably both underperformed, maybe so far. I mean, the league's improved. We speak about, uh, you know, your, your Coventry's, your Bedfords, your Nottingham's. They're, they're, they're causing tough tests, 
tasks against those sides and they've taken some scouts against the two but they're sort of sort of brooding around in mid table they could cause they could cause some damage and do you know have a say in that title picture still couldn't they might without being in it themselves they could they could end up throwing a spanner in the works of one of the other two yeah absolutely man. i think we we've come away to both donny and pirates this season and lost at both places they're tough places to go i think i think to expect either team to have had as much success as last year was probably maybe a little unfair with the players both teams have lost because that that's the the vicious cycle of this league isn't it you do well and bigger fish come and take your best players and then you have to rebuild the next season you look at i think donny lost a lot of players up pirates had a lot of boys move on or retire and lost a lot of boys you lost a whole whole crop of second rows to either Ealing or the Premiership. Like that, that is not an easy thing to replace. Three second rows, that's your whole second row roster, like your top three. So I think it's not a surprise to them not doing as well as last year. Just below sort of that middle part of the table, this let me say it's not there's not a great deal separating the sides, but I'd say I, I would put Richmond and Hartbury potentially in the in the same bracket in terms of two sides that we maybe thought might struggle this season. Hartbury obviously had a great year last year. They're they're struggling a little bit this season. I've missed out Amdil there because A, I want to keep you on side and B, I think you have had a tough start and you're going to tell me the same thing as you're hoping to, you're hoping to climb the table in this sort of seven, you know, eight, eight to 15 round block. Yeah, mate. So first of all, you, you are right. We have had a tough start. Like when the fixtures came out, it wasn't one where you jumped for joy with the first few we had. The fact we started with two home games against Jersey and Ealing is tough. Then we go away in our first seven rounds to Cov, Amtel, and Donny. So those five games straight away are real, real tough fixtures. Now, what I'm not going to say and is sit here and say is we've done well enough. We are sat in ninth with 13 points. We should have won away at Cov, been 19-0 up. The fact we blew that isn't good enough. We had the chance to close the game out against you boys. We had 20 seconds on the clock while we were winning and we didn't close the game out and lost. So that's not good enough. And then we haven't picked up losing bonus points in games we could have. We could have got some out of Ealing at 12 all at 60 minutes. We scored three tries against Jersey, couldn't get a fourth. So... Yeah, it's been a tough start, but we absolutely have not done well enough. And I think even the games we've won, we had a comfort win against Scottish. And against Calder, we had to come back from 24-7 down at half time. So we know, before we look anywhere else, we've got to look at ourselves. We've had some quite hard and honest conversations about it this week in the playing group of, we are not performing to the level we expect at the moment. We are making the same errors. If we don't choose to change this, this is what our season will be. It'll be great win, heartbreaking loss. Scrappy win, another loss, we could have got something. So we, we've got to change our behaviour and start playing a lot better. But the exciting thing is, in fits and starts, there's been lots of good stuff. And we are only seven rounds in and we have played a lot of tough teams away already. So we can still go and there are no easy games this league, but some of the toughest ones we have played now. So we can get better and hopefully take points the rest of the season. But yeah, tough start, but zero excuses from our point of view. We're not where we want to be or where we should be at this point in the season. We've spoken about Scottish a little bit already, I suppose. The only other team we need to cover off, I guess, in the lead table so far is Coldy, who, let's be honest, they have impressed all of us. They've they've impressed everybody watching the Championship this season so far. But when you look at it, not to do their team talk for them this this Saturday, but if you look at it in the cold light of day, it is, it is just the, the solitary win so far. And they again, they've had a tough, tough run with who they've played. They are picking up bonus points, so they are they are keeping themselves at arm's reach from from Scottish just below them. They're more than a win ahead. They just need to get that second win. I feel, Charlie, don't you think? Get that second win, get that monkey off the back a little bit, and I think they'll break free and they might even finish higher than eleventh. I think, which they probably would take at this point in time. 
I think they need to get that first home league win. And I know speaking to a lot of them after and their fans and some of their board members, etc. at the weekend, they were over the moon to get that first home win against us of the season at the weekend. And they need that in the league now. But I, I think they have too good a set piece and too many good players and a, too much of a good group camaraderie to to fall to the bottom of the table. I, th- I think they'll be just fine. Right. That's the, that's the uh, our half-term report or our third of the way through the season report we're we will be back in a couple of weeks as we look ahead to the next round of championship games. We've obviously got the championship cup this weekend, uh, the weekend after, then there's a break in play uh, the weekend of the 26th of November. And then we're back into the league. So just looking ahead this weekend, we've got Bedford and Cov, London Scottish against Doncaster Friday night in pool two, the championship cup Jersey against Hartbury, uh, Nottingham against Ealing in pool one. And then in pool three to finish off the weekend, it's Ampdill, Richmond and Coley against Cornish Pirates. So Gully will be coming your way with some predictions for that. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to round up the cup action and look ahead to a really exciting next block of championship cup action. Charlie, pleasure as always. Thanks for coming along, mate. Hope there's a moustache on the in the pipeline for me. Cheers, gents. And I, I think if there is, there'll be a single Charlie Beck in the pipeline as well, which no one wants. So I'll be keeping the full beard, I'm afraid. That was the Championship Clubs podcast. Be sure to come back in a fortnight's time and follow us on social media at Champ Clubs Pod on Instagram and Twitter.